Eyes up, Guardians. We are live for episode 143 of the Conqueror's Corner podcast. Today is Friday, December the 14th. I am the Destiny bad boy, not Ryan Fox. And I'm, I am here with my fire team, who all of you know by now. Jared? Hey, everyone. The Dauntling has kicked off, and we're going to be breaking down the weapons this episode. So stick around to see if there's any loot to chase. And the Chronicler himself, Chad Ocero. It's definitely snowball season for everybody except for California. It is getting chilly, though. Uh, I think we're getting a brisk uh, just just under 40 in the mornings now. So I got my hoodie on. Make sure if you're watching this on YouTube, don't forget that you can take us on the road via Spotify, iTunes, and other podcast services. Make sure you subscribe, unsubscribe, resubscribe, click the bell, turn on notifications, yada, yada, yada. Follow us on Twitter at DestinyCCPod. Send us spongy friend requests. Join the Discord server because we need people to play with. I don't know about you guys, but whenever I'm logging on on these weird Saturday mornings, the friends list is uh, mighty, mighty thin. We do have a lot to discuss this week uh, with the new seasonal event coming on. Uh, This is the Destiny 2 community team's final twit of December and most of January, which they tell you at the end. But before we get into that, let's listen to the intro music, which comes to you from everybody's favorite link who you can find on Twitter at LinkofTimeG. Welcome. You are listening to Conquer's Corner, a Destiny podcast. Wow, Link. Awesome job. Thank you. Jared? All right, everyone. The Twid. Uh, kicking it off is the Donnie. And there's like a minute trailer of, you know, the glaives, the snowballs, and everything else that's going on in the Donnie. Um, you know, Eva's in the tower. It's time to bake some cookies. But uh, before we start baking cookies in the game, people started baking cookies IRL or bread or cupcakes and um, just any other desserts and was decorating them with some kind of bungee theme linked to them. And they got featured in the twid and they got a nice cool emblem to go along with it. Um, one of them, they, they, somebody put into 13th wish and decorated the tops of cupcakes with the, with the wish symbols. That was really cool. Yep. They had little, um, elixir baby looking cookies with icing on top. Um, the ghost shell that was like found on the ground. So there's some pretty creative stuff out there. Um, and props to those people for decorating so early um, before the dawn actually kicked off to try to get this emblem. Hey, can I can I say something? This is going to sound very hater. Um, Aliathus, A-L-I-Y-T-H-A-S. That must be mm-hmm. your, your bungee name there. Um you, I don't feel like you deserve. I feel like I could have knocked Aliathus out of their their emblem here. That um, I th- I think I could have done a better cake than that. And mm. you did it, so you won it. I didn't do it. I'm just talking. But if I decided to make a cake, I think I could take your spot. So you're welcome. <laughs> um, 
I think overall, like if I was going to do any of them, it would just been like a simple cookie with a symbol on top. If I was able to decorate any kind of cookie at all, bungee theme, probably just put like the tricorn on there or something like that. I feel like I still like that the most I would do. Yeah. I mean, I probably yeah. would have done like some kind of concha or, or some baklava. That would have been really weird, but I could have made it work. Yeah. Those, uh, those dunning cupcakes. I mean, that's just, that's literally, uh, like a white cake mix with a little bit of white icing, a little bit of blue icing and some sprinkles on the top. Um, I don't know. I, I see these and I'm like, I could have done that, but smutty Fox, Definitely, I couldn't have touched that. Uh, that's some sort of Wellington that they made there. So that is, uh, that's for real. That beef Wellington, that's not something I've probably had much in my life. but No, but ever. it is delicious every time. <laughs> I've had it exactly <laughs> I will once say, at I think Hell's Kitchen. They, God, I think they opened up a Hell's Kitchen here. I don't know how far Dude, away from you it have is. But to I'm like, go. You have to go, no exactly. matter what. Well, I mean, when are you coming, Ryan? I'll take you. We'll, we'll, my my we'll wife finds out there's a Hell's here. Kitchen there. We watched Hell's Kitchen before I recorded this. So <laughs> we are big. We're big Gordon Ramsay uh, people. So she finds out there's a Hell's Kitchen and that zoo. I'm not going to be able to keep her away. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. Great. So it's in northern San Diego. Yeah. There it is. Found it. I'll send the link to your wife. All right, moving on. Uh, Fire Team Finder, it's still going to be in beta moving forward, but uh, why don't you want to decide some light onto what actually people are using it for as of right now? Um, 43% of activities found in LFG are doing the dungeon, makes it, or doing dungeons. It makes sense. New dungeon came out. Makes people get in there to do that. Um, 26.5% are getting in there and doing raids. And then 21% are doing free roam. Just probably bounty stacking and just going into lost sectors and patrol and just getting the XP up. It's like the, it's like the seventh ring of hell. <laughs> just fire team finding a group of two other people to go run around a planet aimlessly. Uh, next up, the lost sectors are actually, being used a lot for fire team finder which kind of makes sense because you like if you grind the legendary lost sector with uh with the fire team you're getting 17 to 20 dawning spirit per run so you can get those down pretty shortly mm. so like alfion's rest is having an 84 percent clearance rate with fire finder <laughs> groups so it's like yeah so people are just grouping up and going through those pretty easily so i didn't even think about that Good idea. Yeah, we did that. We did that one dawning, Chad. But yeah, yeah, been, we we, we got that lost sector on Europa down to like mm. two minutes, consistent. Yeah. All right. Um, next up is a year of giving. So basically, this is a little summary of what Bungie was able to accomplish and the community was able to accomplish and and raising money for others. There's over seven hundred thirty thousand dollars raised. That combined for relief and recovery efforts in Turkey, Syria, and the devastating February earthquake in Maui, and wildfires uh, also returned to the island. So props to the community for that. 47 wishes was granted for Make-A-Wish so far this year. 
And then they have three new partner organizations onboarded into the Little Lights program beginning. Uh, now we have, they have 14 across the globe. So um, Bungie's not just making video games. They're actually still reaching out and doing stuff for the community and, and relief funds. That is probably the best part about Bungie. Like as, as much as you, you know, they, they've always been pretty good about giving back and things. So, uh, yeah, it sounds like that's going to continue to move forward. And I think the, at one point here, it says in January is kicking off games to give or something like that. Some other charity events going to kick off whenever we return in January, uh, back to gaming. All right. Um, Next up, we have some stats here just from overall that happened throughout the year. So that crafting, remember anybody could glitch guns when they do crafted weapons. There was 2.8 million weapons crafted during that with almost 600,000 of them being the Amit AR2. Um, still waiting for my emblem for holding out and not crafting <laughs> one, of those, right. one of those weapons. So um, quotas end. There was 16.4 million attempts and by 1.1 million guardians. And there were 6.2 clears by 690,000 guardians. So clearance right there, if you're looking at that, that's just around, that's the high 60s. If uh, any random player tries to go complete quotas in with the team. So it's pretty, pretty great. Um, that way has been out now for four months. So the 1.6 Guardians tip, I mean, that's a pretty good player pool, logging in and giving it a try. Uh, uh, yeah, I, yes. I, I was surprised when I saw that one because yeah. it was, it was, uh, I actually thought it would be closer to Root of Nightmares <clears throat> than, it, than it was. I thought it would be higher. Uh, but the good part about it was, the the clearance rate was at a much higher percentage than Root of Nightmares. Yeah, and people thought people thought Root of Nightmares was what the easiest raid of all time. Yep, the only uh, thing they thought was going to beat it yeah. was Crota before the you know it came out. Yeah, so uh, Root of Nightmares. We're going to give you the numbers there. There was almost twenty nine million attempts by 1.6 million guardians and they had 14.8 million clears by uh 1.2 million guardians so actually that clearance rate was just a touch higher than crota's in crota's in was in the high 60s this is rooted nightmares with 75 percent uh warlord's ruin there was 4.9 million attempts by almost 700,000 guardians and they had 2 million clears by little more than a half a million guardians so um yeah uh, dungeons are good i mean i think majority of players in destiny probably could easier have a good time in dungeons than raid just by the simple fact of not depending on five other players instead of depending on just one or two in a dungeon yeah definitely a lot easier to roll in a squad of three um as we can see here um, but, uh, that the dungeon's only been out for two weeks, right now. Yeah. Like 
yeah. coming this Friday, like tomorrow. So that's 687,000 people have tried to beat this new dungeon in the last 13 days. That's awesome. And I think a lot of the, a lot of the hype from, from, uh, obviously, um, uh, streamers and stuff like YouTubers and stuff like that. People are like, this is a good dungeon. People being like, yeah, I liked it. It's actually really fun. Um, has made more people go, you know what? I want to give it a shot. And that's great. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, that's great. Um, and out of 687, 528 people beat it. I mean, it's, it's yeah. very technical. Pretty good. And those, those melee boys in the, in the final boss encounter can, they, they suck. <laughs> <laughs> one of the one of the best things about the raid is like once you figure out the mechanic there's n- not that much comms is needed inside of the dungeon sorry inside of warlords um so like elf g and and get through this dungeon is it's not too bad you know uh now ghost to deep on the other hand um 19.8 million attempts by 1.3 million guardians and they have 8.4 million clears by 1.1 million guardians. So um, LFG wise, way harder to complete Ghost of the Deep with uh, remember the signal, call, the symbol call outs. What does everybody call the symbols? And you have to go in and, and yeah. remember your symbols and all that stuff. So um, I think they only use like six of them, thankfully, but mm. still, you got to standardize different that. names. <laughs> yeah. Super X. Spider <laughs> hamburger. <laughs> Chad's like, what the hell is Super X? I don't know, Chad. The one that what makes it looks more like of a Mega Super X. X. It looks like a what's a Mega X? <laughs> <laughs> yep. I'm sure those compilations out there somewhere are this random call outs that people just come up with in raids and dungeons, and they're just like, what are yeah. you even saying? No, I mean, that was no our vow before. Destiny dorks. Destiny dorks, one, two, three, four, five, six, and they're all <laughs> numbered and go stupidly the way they do it. I just don't, I don't understand this community. So well, says the guy who came up I, with the, the, uh, the Crota call outs and does it d- happen to end up doing it the way all the streamers do. I'm proud of you for that one, Ryan. <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, it was mainly the planets encounter. That's the one that frustrates me oh my gosh, more than yeah. anything. Yeah. Like, let's just go left, mid, right. Pretty mm-hmm. simple. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, Shifty's going to confuse everybody. <laughs> or left, top, left, top, right, or whatever. Yeah. It yeah. doesn't matter. All right. Um, as Fox mentioned at the start of the episode, this is the last TWID until January 18th. That is four weeks without TWIDs. Um, so the Destiny 2 team is going to be taking a break. Less communication from the Destiny 2 team accounts um, over these next four weeks. Imagine if anything major happens, they might have to chime in here or there. Just like, yep, we're trying to work on it. There's like not that many people at the studio to work on the issue. Everybody's off for holiday. Whatever it is, um, do not expect too much feedback. or, or Un- Unpaid holiday. <laughs> <laughs> gonna have to use that PTO time this year. Um, so, I uh, is this the closest we're gonna get to like uh, the Spotify Wrapped? Is this like obviously that's kind of what they were going for? Do you think we're gonna get an email that gives our personal stats out or anything? 
I mean, they do for like dungeon uh, clears and stuff. I think I got the one for for Warlord's Ruin a couple days ago. Um, so maybe, I think don't they usually do that? And near the end of the year, they go, "This is how many like here's your most used gun throughout the whole year." Um, here's how I don't, many I, I don't know. I can't remember. Dungeon. I'm pretty sure they do that for 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 us. But I thought they used to do that lead into the big expansion, don't they? Oh, you're. I think you're right there. Yeah, I think you're like. Through this last ex- expansion, this is what you've done. Okay. Like towards the end that of the final season of the expansion. Yeah, that makes more sense. That sounds right. All right. I think that takes us to the end of the twid. Uh, I don't know. going to be honest with you. I uh, If it's not a technical twid, that's usually the ones we kind of like more. But I thought this was a pretty good one to not be technical whatsoever. I kind of like uh, stats and numbies, so it's kind of right up my alley. <clears throat> All right, I believe that takes us to the ad break. So, but I don't know, probably around like 130, 145 weeks ago, I was like, hey, Chad, hey, Jared, you guys uh, want to start a podcast together about Destiny? Because all the Destiny podcasts, that I listened to, none of them uh, were people that seemed to play the game anymore. And it didn't really give a lot of the information that I was looking for. And instead of complaining about the problem, I decided I was uh, going to take some action and recruit the two, my two favorite Destiny people that I know to uh, come in. So I was like, if you guys can commit every week, I'll take care of all the all the production parts i'll do all the work you guys just show up and talk so i kind of committed to that before i knew what in the world i was doing or what that even meant so i did uh, some searching and i found zencaster which is the program uh, website that we use in order to record and uh, host our podcast uh, super cool so what it does you log into your browser you can start recording, I don't know, within like pretty well 10 to 15 seconds. You can invite people, get them in, start going. Very fast, very reliable. We haven't had any significant issues whatsoever. The entire nearly three years that we've uh, been going through this. So the coolest part, in my opinion, is uh, it doesn't record sound over like the internet so it records everything local and then uploads as you're podcasting and then at the end it takes like 10 more seconds or so and then everybody's tracks are uploaded and then you can uh, download everybody's individual tracks and you can produce those yourself or uh, Zencaster also offers a production post-production to where it does all that for you you don't have to go through and um make sure everybody's volumes are equal or it'll take out your ums and your ahs and all those terrible pauses that you have the first 10 to 20 episodes before you have any sort of flow whatsoever. Uh, I still have them uh, 140 episodes in at times, part of it, but it makes you sound your best. So if you don't know what you're doing, you can literally all in one pop in, record, upload, they host, very affordable, very reliable, all-in-one. So 
If you go to Zencaster.com slash pricing, Z-E-N-C-A-S-T-R.com slash pricing, and use our code DESTINYCCPOD, you will get 30% off your first month of any Zencaster paid plan. And this is going to give you the same easy experience that we have uh, for all your podcasting and content needs. Share your story, tweet at us, and let us know, like, hey, here's the podcast we used. And we're going to listen to it and probably even shout it out here on the podcast. So once again, Zencaster.com slash pricing, offer code DestinyCCPod. Chad was uh, the one that I chose to go check it out. Uh, Chad, can you tell us what it looks like whenever you hop on the website there? Yeah, so as soon as you put in that link there, um, it'll bring you to their little menu for their pricing, for, for all of their all the stuff that they, they offer. And it, it shows you what, what's being offered and then the price at the bottom. Now, if you scroll all the way to the bottom, it'll have a little part where you can put a coupon code and you can put in Destiny CC Pod. And as soon as you enter that in, it actually adjusts the prices right on the menu there so you can see it plain as day. Uh, it's really easy. It makes it so you can see it really fresh right on your screen. And you don't have to wait till you get all the way through putting in any kind of credit card information or anything like that. You can see it right off the bat. Also, they take PayPal, which is uh, pretty sweet if you're like me. I use a lot of PayPal, especially online. So, um, yeah. So, Zencaster, Z-E-N-C-A-S-T-R dot com slash pricing. Use our code DestinyCCPod. Thank you, Zencaster. All right, that takes us to three likes and three dislikes of the week. Uh, each one of us give us something like and something dislike of has happened to us this week. It could be in-game, IRL. We just, you know, a little bit of riff on what, what happened here to us. Uh, my like is just going to be baking cookies for easy loot. Um, that's what kind of what makes the donning one of the better events to me is it's easy to complete the donning bounties. It's easy to bake the cookies and go deliver them. But you go get these the boxes that you can just instantly open or turn them into Eva to focus a weapon. It's a pretty simple, straightforward event. And I, I do appreciate that. Every now and then, you got to go to a lost sector, punch enemies, you know, use an auto rifle, use, use a sword to get a certain ingredient. Um, but, uh, you know, it's... Usually you can get that ingredient with within one lost sector. You, sometimes you even pick up a few extra ingredients along the way. My like was uh, I got to play quite a bit like on uh, Saturday morning and afternoon, which is kind of a weird time for me to be able to play, but just kind of the way things worked out. Uh, so I was able to do uh, the dungeon with people that I don't typically run dungeons and things with. Um I was able to hop on and grind some of those exotics on my alt classes out of lost sectors that I don't ever do and had pretty decent drop lock on it. It was the, uh, the dreaming city one. That's like not the, if you go to the right from start, not the one directly behind you and not the one to the left, but is that Aphelion dressed? Is that that one? Cause the Bay of Drowned Wishes is behind you. And then mm-hmm. like the starlight, or whatever the other Starlight one is Chamber, to the left. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. So that one is pretty quick. I think I was doing them on like the hardest difficulty in like seven minutes or something with not a loadout thought out whatsoever, not on the right subclass. It was literally just the stuff that was on my character. So uh, that was a uh, pretty good time. 
I'm done with Iron Banner. I like that. <laughs> I don't know how I did it, but Sunday, Monday, I just sat down and, and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to grab my Titan. Uh, I'm going to do those, those bounties that we all love so much. The ones that let you, um, make armor into ornaments. Um, and I just grabbed a crucible one, went into banana and just sat there and did it. And I got it gilded. I hit the shader and I bounced out. I'm like, cool. I'm done with this for the rest of the season. I don't ever have to touch banana until dang until next summer. June, I guess. <laughs> it's awesome. Maybe July. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's it's over. I don't know if I was if I was just like trading win loss win loss, and so it felt pretty even even keel. But uh, I was able to just smash it out, and then like eleven games in, I got the thorn ornament to drop, and I'm like, ooh, cool. So I equipped thorn, and I'm like, well, that's done too. So I'm like, sweet, <laughs> nice. Oh man, but it was it felt real good Monday getting that getting that final game to get the shader and being like, see you, Saladin. I'm not gonna talk to you again for a long time. <laughs> um now my dislike is that first story step this week where you get the wishing shards from uh from the coil. I don't know if it was my luck, just from banana got totally drained. But that took me almost three hours to get enough shards to actually go to the next step. Like I was getting stuck with people that were just dying and then would were dude, they would eat up all the revives. And so I'm like on the boss and both people are dead. I go to pick some up. I'm like, we don't have any more tokens. This is unbelievable. Like, I've died once. I've died one time. <laughs> like this is incredible. <laughs> I don't know how this is happening. And I'm like trying to, you know, struggle at the boss, but like I'll beat it sometimes. And sometimes I just wipe and I'm like, that's great. Cool. Super duper. But it took me forever that first step. And I'm like, this is this. This is no bueno. I'm sure there's some people that are like, oh, yeah, I ran coil once and got it all done. It's like, oh, you you went through all three runs, didn't you? Real easy then because you're getting the, the I don't I did not get a single like of the glass collectors until I was already at 98% done on that mm. stupid thing. Mm. And I saw him, I killed him. He dropped, I picked up one red one and I completed. And then I had all this sh- all these shards that I just, I'm like, I could have had that. I could have used that earlier, but of course I didn't see a single one until the very end when it didn't matter. Well, still better than the blind. Well, so I think we have what we had to go back there in three more weeks. The thing said, Week yeah. six is when you have to go back. I'm dreading that. Absolutely dreading that. <clears throat> uh, my dislike is... I think I'm spoiled playing this game because I play with competent people every time that I get on. And sometimes I play with people that are less competent. And sometimes you have a fire team of like one person that's pretty competent and one person that's not really competent and you're in one of those activities to where you're at the final boss and you can't really do any damage because you're at that damage decrease multiplier because you have three people and everything hits you harder but one person isn't helping kill anything or do damage so you get to run the dungeon final boss like six rotations before you're able to uh 
kill it. So that would be my dislike. Uh, my dislike, I haven't played golf in like two months. And uh, <laughs> a, thing about, a thing about me is that uh, my YouTube algorithm is basically golf videos and then Destiny, Tim the Tapman, and Doc. So like yeah, 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 yeah. A, fourth, a fourth of my videos is just people down in Florida playing golf and it's 75 degrees and sunny. And then it's here in middle Ohio and it's 30 degrees, wind blowing, and then you can't even stand outside for longer than five minutes. You're like, I can't take this anymore. So, what's your what's your windshield been looking like this past week when you wake up in the morning to go to work? Uh, it makes sure I hit that remote start 15 minutes before I get yeah. leave. <laughs> yeah, my work car doesn't have remote start, so I gotta <laughs> march outside and start it up and come back in. Give the wife the garage, you know. Big brain yeah. move. Mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not taking that from her, you know. Yeah, same here. <laughs> same. All right, that takes us to a weapons breakdown. Uh, this week we're breaking down the dawning weapons. There's six of them. Um, there's one new one that that's uh, that came around this this time. Uh, we'll get to that shortly. The, the first weapon here is Stay Frosty, and it's a stasis lightweight frame pulse rifle. So, um, man, pulse rifles, I think right now, I think I counted, we have 12 craftable pulse rifles. So, Sheesh. <laughs> yeah, it's really tough to uh, try to chase after a random drop pulse rifle when I know I can just go craft exactly what I wanted for, for about anything. But if you don't have any of those unlocked for some reason, there's there's some stuff to chase here. Uh, for PVE-wise, I would say Enlightened Action with Headstone. Um, in column four, there's some other competition for, you know, not just Headstone. You can do Desperado, Kill Clip. Uh, that's your two other options there. Um, PVP-wise, you got Moving Target in column three and then Head Seeker in column four. And of course, Kill Clip and Desperado are also always work in PvP if you're someone that wants to chain off a bunch of kills. Um, finally, this recoil direction of this pulse rifle is 55. So arrowhead break will bring it up to 85. So 85 is pretty great as is. And then if you want to throw on counterbalance stock, also that gets you to recoil direction of 100. So you can get this pulse rifle feeling pretty good if you wanted to. All right, next up is Cold Front. Um, Cold Front is a kinetic aggressive frame SMG with absolute dog water stability. Stability is at seven out of the gate for this <laughs> for this weapon. So you need to help yourself with stability at all costs here. All right, with that barrel and Mac. Um, <laughs> yeah. So uh, PVE, I'm looking at uh, rewind rounds with Frenzy or Rampage or One for All. And then PVP, this is not an SMG I recommend for PVP because of that stability being so low. But to calm through, you would need tap to trigger. And then I would just say range finder for that added stability zoom in feel 
um, with it. Listen, how 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 they gonna make a weapon called Cold Front that's in a SMG and it not be a stasis? Yeah, a stasis weapon. It just doesn't make sense sometimes. Um, of course, I think they made that gun before stasis even existed, but. But they Have they've remade of it. They've re-added stuff to it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think this is the third time around for it. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I had rewind rounds last year. No, no, I didn't. All right. Um, next up is the new glaive, albedo wing, which is an arc glaive. Uh, this is a fox. You just like brought it up with cold front. Like we have freaking stasis snow event. And the new glaive you're adding isn't even stasis. Like, <laughs> right. What are we doing here, folks? Um, but it's an aggressive frame glaive. So um, it has a new perk, beacon rounds in column three. So if I keep any of these glaives, I want beacon rounds in column three for me. Um, and then I guess in column four, I'll probably go high impact reserves, but you could probably convince me for attrition orbs. Or uh, close to melee for a glaive, but it's it's a glaive, so it's it's right what, behind uh, sidearms for me. You know? What role? What role were you looking at for a PVP there for that albedo wing, Jared? Uh, I wrote down LMAO because <laughs> yeah, I'm, not using, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not using the glaive in PVP. I'm probably more likely to use a sidearm in PvP before I ever go to use a glaive. One Ooh. of us. One of us. <laughs> Remember that one, Ryan, for the future. Dude, sidearm. Sidearms are funny. Sidearms are so funny. I wish that you I would mean, just... That's coming just, from the guy who spent 12 All that I'm saying is... One. All that I'm saying is give sidearms a chance. I'm not saying they need to be your favorite, but I think they can not be your least favorite. I think they can get to just like a eh... From like your hatred to an eh, well, like if you just yeah, glaze will give them a good run right now. Glaze might surpass sidearms <laughs> for the end of it. So, mine are those yeah. uh, rapid fire uh, pulse rifles or whatever. Mm. I hate those things. Yeah. Yep. So, um, Chad's oh. white will has returned. Uh, chat, yeah, it's back. It's back, and it's gotten uh, I think two new perks from it, but uh, it is Glaciaclasm, Void High Impact Fusion. I've been trying to get this for forever, and I keep watching everybody be like, "Hey, is this a good roll?" And I just get silent. Um, but uh, for PVE, it's definitely funny because you can get Overflow and Reservoir on it. And reservoir procs at anything full mag and up. So all the over or the overflow shots count as reservoir. So that's nice. And they also gave it controlled burst. Um so you can you can really enjoy yourself there. Uh but uh PvP, you can still roll the tried and true under pressure high impact. Just call it a day right there. Um, and it can also get eye of the storm. I have one of those in the vault. That instead. Yeah, I'm sure you do. I'm sure you do. I don't ever see you using it in PvP. You should. It's fun. I didn't even know I had it. Oh, oh you're looking at your dim right now? <laughs> yeah, I have it pulled up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, sounds right. I I do have I I have an under pressure high impact. But uh, what would you want? What would you want? Like ex- extended barrel, like depends, liquid coils you, or you something could like go that. Like max stability or max range. Either one of those is going to be fine. Uh, um, and they also changed it recently so that the um, the lowering the charge time does not decrease the impact. So higher or lower the charge so that the charge time masterwork is now actually a benefit because it used to be if you decrease your charge time you decrease your damage so now that's not the case so technically you could take this one second charge time just man cannon shot like long range shotgun and turn it into a 0.9 seconds charge time so like back to what it kind of used to be i think i think it used to be like 0.8 or 0.9 something like there um, so it doesn't feel as like you're trying to start pushing a car. Um, but, uh, yeah, no under pressure, high impact. Uh, normally I go for max range. Um, I know that per Mercules and all the numbers and everybody, uh, stability helps with the cone. I think it was on, on fusion rifles. Um, but I've always enjoyed mapping people. Just so much fun. Um, but they did hit range on fusions as well recently too. So I might be, I might try to get a full stability and a full range one if I can, if possible, and test them side by side and just see what happens. All right. Uh, next up is probably my favorite weapon from the Dawning, and it's called Avalanche. Uh, actually, I've used this machine gun over the past year. It's a solo machine gun. Um, and the reason for that is auto loading holster in column three, uh, any machine gun that I do not have to worry about reloading instantly, uh, I will, I will hold on to and consider using, um, also in column three for PVE, there's rewind rounds to go after. So it's kind of just your pick there of what you would rather have. And then in column four, target lock. Target lock is great. I love how it brings up the damage whenever you stay on target. Um, if you're not like a target lock person, uh, there's a Vorpal, Adrenaline Junkie, and Incandescent in that last column. Wow. They really they really put better perks on that gun this time around. Yeah. Uh, PvP-wise, uh, Dramatic Stray Reduction in column three. And then... I would assume adrenaline junkie because once you get the first kill, the next kill is, you know, that's be such an optimal time to kill. Um, but if you're really good, I think target lock could be to play. Uh, but I kind of doubt it for PvP. So I have my dim pulled up. I have like Avalanche, Archon's Thunder, and Thermal Erosion, and Xenophage. Are those the only solar machine guns? No, there's. Um, I feel like, isn't there a raid one? No, 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 hold on. Because we have a lot of void machine guns. Oh, yeah, there's there's plenty of void ones. Uh, There's a a trial solo machine gun. There's fixed odds. Okay. Yeah, fixed odds. Yeah. Yeah. Which is craftable, right? Yeah, Yeah. fixed odds is a craftable. Uh, solar. That's I always forget about it's the just, craftable ones. It's basically ones just I know solar I commemoration. I think. Point. Oh no, it's a little bit different. Oh, this is one of the slower firing ones. Gotcha. 
Yeah, but avalanche. I mean, I want to get a good avalanche. I haven't gotten one, and I've gotten so used to retrofit now that I'm like, you know what? I think I'd actually be I'd I'd be fine with uh with a good avalanche, and having a solar version of it ish, not as cool, but you know, pretty much like a a mini solar version of that never hurts. You know. Mm-hmm. I think I I use machine guns a lot. Like I really like machine guns. I think they're in a pretty, pretty good place. They're pretty good solo. I mean, obviously, like if if we're doing something where we need super damage, I'm not going to be running a machine gun. But most of the time, how many times do you really need killer damage? You know, it's not 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 real often. All right, the last weapon here we have Zypher. Zy yeah Zypher. Um, Zephyr. Not Zephyr. <laughs> stasis adaptive frame sword um the important thing to note on this sword is column four and is the only stasis sword in the game that you can get cold steel which is powered sword hits slow targets so that's a instant overload shot for that after i think two or three swipes of it you'll freeze a target so uh, it's very important just to, to have in certain situations. Um, not to mention, you can go to typical relentless strikes in column three, which that's what I would probably go towards. And if you don't get cold steel in column four, there's still Vorpal Weapon, Surrounded, and Whirlwind Blade. So, it's a good sword to go check, to go, to go get. Um, yeah. So I think that's all the weapons, right? Yeah. So, so in summary, me personally, Avalanche and Zypher, uh, sword, that's the two. If I'm focusing anything, I'm focusing those two weapons. I'm probably going Avalanche. I'm probably just Avalanche. Uh, going to be honest with you, the old Zephyr, Zephyr, Zypher, I, I've had one of those with that role for at least one year, maybe two years. And I it's it's still at sixteen hundred. So never really used it. Um I think like the use case for it's gonna be pretty situational. And by pretty situational I mean very situational. So but you know, if you're one of those people that you need stasis kills, heavy weapon like rapid heavy weapon kills and sword kills, you can just put that on, crank all three of those out pretty quick. And or you know, so that would be the the main thing. Uh, to, you know, it can be it can make your bounties pretty quick, but avalanche that's the one to chase, in my opinion. These guys are purposely trying to make me sad, but I know they both have god roll glacier chasms for both PVE and PVP, so I know they're not going for that, and that's okay. Um, but for me, uh, glacier chasm, and uh, maybe after that, I'll go for a, a PV, PVE roll of the same thing. Uh, and then after that, I'm going to get frustrated because I don't have either. Um, and I'm not going to have any more uh, any more presents. So I'll make it work somehow. I'll get one that's that's a one out of five God roll. And I'm going to call it. <laughs> All right. I think that takes us to the gambling corner. Uh, gambling corner is probably my favorite segment of the podcast. Each season, we start with 10,000 imaginary glimmer. And there is a train passing near my house. So if you hear that, I apologize. Uh, so 
10,000 imaginary glimmer. Each week we make a bet on things in and around destiny. If at any point you become bankrupt and you lose your entire 10,000 bankroll of glimmer, you must sacrifice a weapon out of your vault or off one of your characters uh, that the other two remaining members determine the value of in order to buy back in. Uh, we do have a current tally. I believe that Chad is in the lead at 14,000. Jared and I are both at 8,000. Last week, we made the bet who would be the first to get the exotic out of the Warlords ruin. So I did not get it this past week. Did either of you get the exotic? No. Nope. Okay. So that's still out, still out there. So the question is, do we want to make another bet this week or do we want to um, just kind of keep that one going? Remember, it's a long I, season. I think we got to keep it going, but we have to put in another thousand for every week that none of us gets it. Okay. Oh my gosh. <laughs> We're def- somebody's definitely losing all their money this season. Um <laughs> Okay, so that so we're at. Did we do one thousand or two thousand on the? We did one thousand on the week. exotic. Okay, yeah. so now we're two thousand in for the exotic. Yeah. Um. So that takes us to what six, six, and twelve. Well, we're still at this. We're just anti, like, you know, we'll pay. Okay. It, it is what. And then. So, what's hard is we're all playing different amounts of time uh, currently. So, this is a very busy season uh, for me with the kids and everything. So, I'm not playing quite as much. So, I can't be like, who can make the most cookies? Because I'm having three hours to five hours of playtime each week. And there's sometimes Chad puts that out. Chad already completed Iron Banner. So, uh, I don't stand much of a chance there. Um, do you guys have any any suggestions? Because we can't really do like a grand ma- like raids. Grandmasters aren't out. Do you think we can commit to a raid and we'll do a raid time, like a crotas? Uh, I would love for that to actually happen, but uh, I have. Uh... You know, this time of year is tough, not only for you, but like even somebody like me uh, and just like people yeah. traveling a lot too. Yeah. I know, especially with the Festivus party coming up next weekend. Mm-hmm. So, yep. yep. Um, I think, how about this? How about we do a raid? If it mm-hmm. doesn't get done, we'll push it to next week and then go from there. Okay. Okay. Chad, right. you good with that? Yeah, so it's going to be what is it? What's the closest to full time or so? Let's, are we doing let's do time or? time on raid, time on raid, and that's from like the time we fly in until like the time on the command player screen. So okay, time on the screen. Gotcha. Oop. Chad has to go first because he's beating the ass off of both of us. Yeah. And okay, so and we're 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 going to be doing Crota or yes time on next Crota raid um sheesh 
it really depends because sometimes we get in like a good run where we do lanterns first try. And uh, sometimes it, it all depends uh, Jared on Jared or I start getting frustrated. <laughs> Two wipes in because we're like, why is this happening? Why are we dying it, right now? We have um, like completely killed a run on the bridge encounter once or twice as well. Just killed the time. Yeah, or well, I, mean, ha- I, I can definitely I attribute that to people being in a spot they've never been in and saying that they've always been there. Um, <laughs> uh, okay, I'm going to go 137. Oh, that's high. That's oh. real high. Uh, Fox, did I go first before you last time, or did you go before me? Like I'll go the, first. I'll, I'll go first okay. right here. Okay. And then just remember, uh, I'm gonna go an hour even, one hour even. Okay. I'm gonna go. I mean, I'm just gonna go. 50. 59 minutes and 59 seconds. Okay. Sabotage. What did, uh, <laughs> what did Mr. Not Ryan say again? I said one hour even. Because usually mm-hmm. we're at like 40, on a good run, we're at like 48, right? Yeah. 45, 48. So it would be a shame if something happened and we made it real far in that lantern encounter and just couldn't <laughs> couldn't complete it on that first try. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, it wipes you, so it doesn't, it doesn't add too much time. <laughs> yeah. Might have to stop and do some stretches or kid might need help or something, you know, during that part. It happens. <laughs> it happens. No, I would never, I would never Draymond Green the integrity of, of this <laughs> sport that we have here. <clears throat> so... All right, I believe that takes us to the war. Chad, what do you have for us this week? Oh, boy. So uh, today we're going to be getting into lore from the stuff on the season pass. Um, So there are three different things. There's a sparrow, there is a ghost shell, and the dragon's breath exotic, which has different lore than it did in D1. Um, But we will start off on... The Sparrow. So the Sparrow Nostos. Aramis anchored her catch on the shadowed side of an asteroid and cut the engines. She gazed out the viewpoint at a wrecked House of Wolves catch lying half buried under the rubble of the tangled shore. Her reverie was broken by Calaxis, her lieutenant. Aramis Kel, your plan is working. The Vandal chittered gleefully. A reef patrol is inbound, sweeping for nests. If we board them quickly, we can take the ship intact. No, Aramis replied, still gazing out the viewpoint. Let them pass. It's a Corsair patrol vessel, Calaxis insisted, his chitter staccato with frustration. Even a scrap it's worth, let them pass. Aramis thundered, whirling to face the Vandal. The time of the ship stealer has gone. All that matters now is where we are when the end arrives. The Kell of Darkness activated her transmat, leaving a frustrated Calaxis alone on the bridge. Aramis rematerialized in the wrecked House of Wolves' catch. 
The walls of the ship were pitted by bullet holes and desiccated hive growths. Only hive and light bearers had dared to enter since it was shot down during the reef wars. She shook her head. What a waste. She stepped over Thrall and Acolyte corpses, picking her way carefully to the ship's navigation. Once inside, she opened an access panel and pulled out Setri's old data core. She shifted through the archives until she found it. A detailed map of Reese, the Elixni homeworld. It was the same map that Aramis's mate, Athris, had followed out of Seoul. It even included the habitable zones she'd tapped as potential landing sites. By now, Athris might be Kel of her own settlement, living happily alongside their grown hatchlings. Or they might all be long dead. In truth, Aramis hadn't wondered at either possibility for decades. But ever since she saw the witness disappear into its portal, Aramis could think of little else. All her prior aspirations were made suddenly small. Elixni, solidarity, revenge against the traveler, enmity with the humans. They were all irrelevant. If a second whirlwind was her fate, Aramis would suffer it as she had the first, with Athris by her side. And the ghost, the anthemic invocation shell. Trin digs through what is left of the twisted insides of a de derailed cargo liner, her knuckles singed and bloody from contact with hot wires and ragged edges. Her ghost, Shakto, illuminates the solid surface of a newly revealed metal crate marked with a tiny sigil with his flashlight. Is that it? As Spider described, I'm surprised it's still in one piece. Trin places a palm on the metal, tensing. The darkness pours from within her, freezing the crate and shattering its hinges. Someone will notice that, says Shakto in hushed alarm, but Trin's not listening. After a few blessed weeks of silence, War's voice had begun to corkscrew itself through her mind once more. She pries the lid off the crate, hopeful that soon she may be rid of War's driving whips. Inside is a single bone. This is not a whim or an egg. Spider said, it's an Amkara bone, Shakto exclaims. This could work. Trin's fingertips drag across the bone's pitted surface. She hears a whisper, a slithering panacea for war's screams. Someone is coming, Shakto warns suddenly at attention. He peeks at the top hatch of the derailed train, now on its side. Trin breaks from her trance. What? Who else knows? Shakto decompiles as Trin stands. Could be anyone. Maybe someone else following Spider's rumor. Either way, they're coming from the north. Trin draws her Elixni-style cutlass from its scabbard, deftly exits, and moves behind the car, listening closely. Soon, she hears light footsteps. Trin waits for them to get close, then springs from behind the train, putting Blade to her chest. An exo-hunter stands before her. They size each other up. I'm Galen. Galen 4. And you got two wire rifles trained on your back, so I'd suggest putting that sword down. Before Trin can respond, two Elixni marked with house light sigils run towards them. One shouts Trin's name and throws her arms around the warlock. Vinris, Shakto shouts after he recompiles, dancing around them. Galen turns to the second, larger Elixni. Why didn't you tell me you two knew her? Guardian's so paranoid. Makes for good entertainment. Nivix croaks in Elixni, then shrugs. Also, owed Trin prank. Trin gives Nivix a dirty look. Then her eyes wander to the train. She turns to Galen for, You're the bounty hunter Mithrax sent. Trin asks, sheathing her sword. Mithrax and Spider both want that Ahamkarabone, but I need it, so who gets it? 
Nivik steps forward, swapping to human speech. Mithrax ordered it destroyed or given to Dreaming City. But for you, old friend, he assesses his compatriots and slings his wire rifle over his shoulder, Captain Nivix will look other way, missing almost the same as destroyed. And finally, the exotic dragon's breath. You buying? asks the board clerk. Ariadne isn't listening. She scowls at the display case, looking at those things. Enoch, how is it a dragon? It's barely a shark. Crux should have called it shark's breath. Shark's breath doesn't sound dangerous, unless you're underwater, I guess. Enoch says at his side, Marcus studies the case. Exactly. While my dragon has been legally recognized as cool, Ariadna points at the gleaming, gleaming crimson dragon painted along the side of her sparrow. No contest. Could be a contest, Marcus says. He looks at the clerk. Do you do samples? Ariadna's eyes light up. Twenty minutes later, at the city's outskirts, with waivers signed, Enoch hoists the rocket launcher onto his shoulder. Its shark face grins at Ariadna. You can do it, says Didi. She and the ghost hover above the group, ready to record. Ari, you got five seconds head start, so you better gun it, Marcus says, and go. Ariadna's sparrow screeches away as Enoch counts, fires, and lowers the rocket launcher. You really think this race, Gris, can win, Enoch says. The rocket launcher... The rocket arcs towards her, bright in the sky. Marcus leans in and claps his shoulder. Not a chance a ball of flame rises from the landscape as the rocket impacts the sparrow. Now that's cinema, Dee Dee says, satisfied. It's nice to know that in the canon of the game, um, Guardians killing each other with stuff for just stupidity's sake is, is just a thing. Hmm. Like, hey, can we test this rocket out? On what? On me. I'm going to see if I can outrace it. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I, uh, do you think any of them died trying to strand a rocket? Is there anything in the lore with that about that? I, I hope so. (laughs) Cause there's plenty of lore of us, people walking through the tower and there's like people jumping off and people dancing and then people forming a queue when there's no need. Like, there's a bunch of a bunch of that stuff, like stuff we do in game that is in the canon. Yeah, it's great. Okay, uh, on to the mailbag. Um, if Destiny was free forever for the rest of the lifespan of Destiny Two on another platform, uh, for example, Epic Games, would that be enough for you to move off of Steam for Destiny? Would it have been enough four or five years ago for you to go from Xbox or PlayStation to PC? Um, so I I know this is uh, so right now. If you go to the Epic Game Store and like you link that to your Bungie account, the cross cross platform, right? I think that's the techno the terminology they use. The Legacy Collection, I believe it's called, which includes Shadowkeep, Beyond Light, and Witch Queen, are all free for the next week. So if if Destiny, like let's say Epic Games was, no matter what expansion came out, it was free um, for the rest of Destiny 2's life. Everything that came out was free on Epic Game Store. Would that be enough for you to switch off of Steam? Uh, I guess so, but that means I wouldn't have to pay for another expansion. You're looking at, what, probably two, $200 maybe at... 300 at most, probably before Destiny 2 is over. 
That's like a that's like a hundred dollars a year. Yeah, I would move over if that was legit happening, but Chato, I'm good. I don't like change. I'm fine where I'm at. <laughs> I, th- I think I'm with Chad. I think I'm. I think I'm staying on. Staying over there with what I know, <laughs> because I'm stupid. Uh, question two: If all cookie receivers vendors were side by side in the tower, and you had the ingredients to make any cookie, which vendor would you present the cookie to? Saint fourteen, Saint fourteen, because I would hope he would give me trials loot for me not having to play trials. I'll see Bray hoping that I could get on a first name basis. <laughs> um, I'm a torn between Riven and the Drifter, but I'd probably go Drifter, I would say. Question three. What is the best Christmas dessert? Um, is it the, I don't even know the name, but it's like a peanut butter cookie with a Hershey's kiss shoved in the middle of it. I don't even, I think it was a name for him, but I think that's just like a peanut butter cookie, right? Like, a no, like whenever I buy I, those at the hospital, they're, they're just peanut butter cookies. And then they'll say, do you want the ones with the Hershey kiss in it? And I said, of course I do. Yeah. <laughs> but I only have those during Christmas time. So that's just to me as a Christmas cookie. Well, we're talking about the little Deborah Christmas trees. Oh, those young Deborahs. Oh, that young Deborah. Those young Deborahs are, those Christmas trees are fire. Just the white ones, not the chocolate ones. Correct. But, um, so when I think of Christmas, (laughs) excuse me, when I think of Christmas, I think of peanut butter fudge because my grandma always makes peanut butter fudge and it's my favorite thing on the planet um but uh candy canes are pretty solid just like the ones you grab off now i'm talking about the traditional like the traditional candy canes not the not the oops all berries candy canes or whatever (laughs) the ones that are like purple and green and blue like i want a candy cane so um with a a small small shout out to like, uh, you know those uh, the the cookies that come in the tin. Oh, the sewing like kit you ones. You open up the tin. <laughs> yeah, yep. That's uh, the, the ones, ones that yeah. they are. They shortbread cookies. Is yeah, that what yeah. they're called? Yeah, they're shortbread, and some of them have the really big granules of sugar on them. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, for me, I'm gonna go with some uh, some champurrado. And the concha, sitting there, early Christmas morning. Presents were open the night before because that's how Mexicans do it. Um, just hanging out <laughs> with the family around the tree, enjoying enjoying yourself with a, with a nice glass of champurrado and some, some pan dulce. It's the best. Looking for a new controller, any recommendations? Uh, I'm sure these guys just say uh, keyboard and mouse. Yeah. Of course I would this, say that. There was some news recently about what controllers 
are going to be accepted by Xbox moving forward because they're because Xbox is putting out stuff to ban Cronus Ooh. and Zens. I and guess that's no going to be supported. Yeah, because some controllers are not like certified by Xbox controllers, so by I mean, like Microsoft. I have an so Xbox. So scuff is. So like I would do like a scuff controller or like the Xbox Elite controller. So for all my controller games, which is basically like Final Fantasy, or any or like God of War, those like action RPG games. I use the Xbox Elite Series 2 controller. Um, however, I have been seeing these, and you'll understand why. I can't remember if it's Battle Creek or Beaver Creek controllers. Um, I know I remember they're named after like the, the Halo map. Um, but they uh, they look pretty sweet, and I've been seeing some people like tweet about them and stuff about these custom controllers. I don't know what's great about them, but I've noticed that they're kind of starting to pick up amongst some of the influencers. So they maybe just put all their money on marketing. Maybe, I don't know. Uh, but I would look into those to see, to see how they are. This uh, I'll just be aware of this double check. If you're playing a first person shooter, make sure that those are actually accepted and able to be used for that first person shooter. They're not banned. Yeah, because that would be terrible to get like hardware banned to where like your entire Xbox can't go onto Xbox Live anymore mm-hmm. because of a controller that you use. Oh yeah. Um, you can't Yeah, you can't go wrong with the the elite controllers. They're they're really nice. I know the <sighs> I had the series one, the rubber grip started coming off. I bought like uh a pack to replace those with different rubber grips. Those started coming off. Basically the adhesive wasn't ever tested to correctly be the heat that the controller gets for people with like hands, like the, the heat that comes from the palm of your hands. So the series two, it's not an adhesive. It's like a textured plastic type deal, which uh, works out, works out pretty well. The, the main gripe, if something's going to break on it, it's going to be those uh, the left bumper and the right bumper because they're just crappily constructed in every Xbox controller since the Xbox 360, uh, for sure, because I've repaired three or four over the time, like between Halo control. They're always like the custom like Halo controllers or Gears of War controllers or something like just the normal $60 white Xbox controller. Like I'll toss those like I don't really care about those, but if it's like some special paint job or something, you know, I'm going to try to fix it. So that would be the main, the main ones that, that I would look at this, the scuffs, Jared, um, didn't your wife maybe have a scuff controller or does she have a scuff controller? She did, but she had like the, I think it's more like a generation or generation, two generations before what's out now. So there was some, there was a lot of stick drift issues, but apparently they changed the magnet in the stick drift now. Like, like it's no longer a sensor; it's a magnet. So, I haven't looked at controller details for a long time, but apparently it's got better. Uh, but my advice would be uh, Logitech keyboard and mouse would be my advice for what controller uh, to go with next. Chad, do you ever have stick drift issues? 
are they still like as prevalent as or um, only as on they my, were? on the switch the joy cons yeah those joy cons are bad i'm surprised yep. they haven't have they had a class action on those or anything I'm not sure i haven't gotten any money for it yeah. um Um, before you get to pick a number, I'm just going to give a quick update about fantasy football. It's been a while since we have one of these, but uh, Chad has secured his place into the playoffs. He's going to be in there as at least a, a three seed. Um, what? Yeah. Yep. That's not allowed. Yep. Yep. Um, uh, oh, Navy, uh, friend of the podcast, he has secured his way into the playoffs as a um, undefeated season so far, fourteen and zero. Oh, uh, no. I don't think yep. I've set my lineup in six weeks. Um, Fox, you as of right now, you're in the playoffs. Uh, playoff predictor says you have a seventy three percent chance of making the playoffs. So I need um, to get in and set a lineup, huh? Yeah, and then myself, I'm at 99% chance of making the playoffs. I'm not yet secured, but um, pretty dang close. We can't let Navy go undefeated. That's the main thing that I care about. So here's the thing. Last season, I went undefeated all the way to the championship game and then lost because all my players set because there was a last week of (laughs) two weeks of the season or whatever. Yeah. Um, Also, one thing before we get to – numbers another thing uh to add on to jared's thing we always said that if you leave a podcast review we would read it on the show Mm -hmm. so i found one that came over a year ago that i never saw until now from d1 alpha player who says five stars great listen these hosts have a good feel of what's going on in destiny 2 you can clearly tell that they love to play the game. They praise Bungie when they get something right and provide feedback when the game needs improvement. They cover the entire game. That's the end of it. It doesn't say anything about anything else. No, I'm just teasing. It says they cover the entire game and then in all caps, including war exclamation point. So <laughs> it sounds like Chad is the big, the big winner here. Um, you guys can roast us in these if you want. Just get, If you give us five stars, you can say whatever you want. I'll read it. So if, if you want to call me fat or whatever you want, you know, it's going gonna, it's gonna to come out live and uh, should be fun. Saying that, everybody, <laughs> pick your number. 28. 29. <laughs> 31. And first roll, second row. Third roll is two, the number two, deuce. And that is what we're saying. Deuces, um, not Ryan Fox, Destiny Bad Boy on Twitter, at DestinyCCPod. I'm going to let these other two guys sign off. As if I was looking pretty hungry in a tower, just go bake him some cookies and, and deliver. Because he's dead. Yeah, definitely play the game and just build up the reservoir stuff and uh... – and oh my goodness, it just it registered what you said. <laughs> I'm I'm just gonna leave it there. As always, go cats, fuck Carolina, love you guys.